Hello? Hello, Ollie. How are you? I'm quite tired, George. And I think you know why. I know exactly why. I'm really happy you said that because I'm knackered. Well, but you, well, you just texted me this morning uh, saying that you woke up incredibly early. And that was after we had had a, a, a Zoom uh, sort of beers and... Uh, I mean, I'd call it banter. Mm. But how long were we on the Zoom call for? A long old time. I'm not sure. I can... Let me check um i'd wonder if we might be pushing five hours because really? it was yeah because it was half past one in the morning when i said goodbye we didn't hang up at any point and we joined at like eight god i mean you know you're a good friend of mine but i didn't know i had that much to say to you well this five is hours, it i mean and now we've got to record a fucking hour podcast <laughs> yeah well it was definitely yesterday's was Far more for the basement tapes. It was yes, the unabridged. Yes, yes, and yeah. it was, I think we both needed it. And yeah. so th- there's, you know, it won't shock people that over five hours of conversation with two friends, you just let loose. Oh my, my friend. goodness, just, I let loose. Yeah. And it was, it was so much fun. Yeah. But the reason I woke up so early was because I may have been a bit um, uh, pissed when I went to bed. Oh yeah. Um, and I decided to obviously had the drunk thought of like, well, just leave your blinds open, man, and wake up yeah, with the sun. And classic. then, yeah, woke up like, why did why? you do this? Why, why? <laughs> but please. then I was up, and there's no going back. And uh, yeah, well, always you sleep s- responsibly. You s- <laughs> so true. Really yeah. important that we make that clear. Um, yeah, my well, my girlfriend really advocates for the whole leave the blinds open every night thing, and mm. I, I, I'm sorry, but I have to veto it because I am a very bad sleeper anyway, and she can sleep anywhere, anytime, seemingly. Mm. When I'm mid anecdote, it seems like so. <laughs> yes. So I, I, she graciously allows us to close the blinds, but if she had it her way, we'd be up with the sun and. I can't do that. I mean... So my issue is that I am always someone that lets a little bit of sunlight in. I've, I enjoy that to wake up to. But in my flat, there's they are blackout blinds. Mm. And so there's no... If I have them shut, without even if I set an alarm, the idea of waking up is just... It's not going to happen. Because mm. it is just a black room. So you've got no um, mid... You've got no... Uh, there's nothing in between pitch black and raging yeah. sunlight. Well, well, there is. I can let a little crack in, but then last night I went full hog, like, no, come on, this is good for you, you know, get up early. And uh, I probably made some ridiculous list of, the thing is, you're going to wake up early. You're going to do gonna this. You're going to have a smoothie. Yeah. You're going to run. run don't, don't get it twisted. It won't be a full marathon. You'll do half a marathon. That would be great. <laughs> and then, and that's obviously what I went to bed thinking. Well, um, well, I went to bed with a stomach full of McDonald's knowing that I had mm. done myself a disservice degraded my family name um yeah and so i just thought you wake up when you wake up and actually i woke up uh, this morning at uh like 9:30 and realized that uh i had my um piano the co-work place booked and i was like oh no i texted boss man saying um i'm ill but it's not corona so I'll be in on Thursday. I don't need to quarantine, but I ain't coming today. And he's, he, I mean, he hasn't responded. He's probably like, I don't care. You paid anyway. You do what you want, man. I'll go and jam <laughs> yeah. in the piano room. 
Yeah. But uh, we needed it. We needed to just blow that steam off. I loved it, man. Yeah. I really did. Me and, too. Um, there was a lot of silent laughter. You know when the laughter hits beaver pitch? And yes. It's just, Two faces on a screen going, ah, well, it won't work on a podcast. Yeah, just bobbing yeah. up and down, and it's the yeah. it's that frequency that you know torments dogs. That uh, yeah, high <laughs> pitched. Um, yeah, I loved it. Or and a good way to communicate with dolphins. Either way. Yeah, is, um, I mean, well, different perspectives. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I needed it for for a number of reasons because. Um, I don't think I told you this yesterday because I wanted to hashtag save it for the podcast. But you know how I'm always doing my shtick about like, um, woe is me, got bad luck whenever I go out, something shits on me, all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very endearing. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, Well, I was texting you kind of while this happened, but I didn't mention it. I was sitting outside a cafe having a beer near my flat and some suddenly some kind of glass object fell from one of the balconies like four stories up and landed directly next to me so it just missed me exploded into all these pieces which all then landed in my beer and it was like quite a dramatic scene the owner of the cafe came out and said that this was the second time it had happened today and he was so angry on my behalf i loved it i felt so protected by him he was. But he, hang on, what was it? Was a planned attack? N- <laughs> no, I mean, well, I God, I hope not. I didn't think I was that controversial of a oh, figure. I thought you meant that there was someone like protesting that they had opened the bar or something. Oh or, no, 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 uh, no. The bars are allowed to be. I mean, you can go inside restaurants now, which is a little bit scary. But no, what happened? What we found out, me, me, and my new friend slash father figure. He yeah. buzzed up to the flat, and obviously he was speaking Spanish, but I could kind of half understand that he was he was screaming at him. And one of the people came down, and basically there was a group of like four or five people getting sloshed up on their balcony and oh, no. having no regard for their uh, for their glasses. And two had narrowly missed. I mean, if that had hit me, because like I said, it came from. Yeah, like four stories up. If that hit me, it would be... I mean, this is the saddest part. It would be goodbye podcast, George. No! It would be the end of the podcast for you and probably the end of your career. So... What, well, what do you mean? Was it? Would it have really hurt? What? A glass from four stories up? Don't you reckon? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't... Well, I mean, yeah, but it wouldn't end the podcast. I think it might end the podcast. I don't think I'd ever be able to podcast again. Um, it doesn't bear thinking about. And I'm happy that your head is intact and I'm happy that this show is able to exactly. you know, sail on through. Well, My yeah. Word. And now, because of the the way the, the owner was so kind to me, I kind of want to go back and... Uh, hope that it happens again just so he can look after me more it was a very warm feeling um and he also gave me two free beers so well that explains why i was so loose (laughs) that's good uh well look i'm happy that you you know well i think it just goes to show poor me yeah doesn't it it always rain on me yeah Yeah. why does it always rain glass and hellfire down (laughs) on me (laughs) yeah but how are you, George? Um, how has your week been other than having laughs online? My week's been good, man. And I've been kind of... I've sit, Obviously, I'm trying to... I guess people aren't looking to this podcast for updates on what they can and can't do during isolation where they live. But 
it should it's good for me to timestamp where we're at so today mm -hmm. is the 16th of june and the kind of rules in the uk have opened up to you can pick another household that you're able to see the shops opened yesterday yes um and so i had a i cooked my friend a sunday roast on sunday and uh that was really lovely to see him and uh what else have i been up to mate uh how, much. how do you feel about the um i mean like obviously you're a huge shopaholic at normal times your retail therapy is one of the things that kind yeah. of gets you through so the shops black, reopening black friday is my favorite oh yeah i yeah. can see you right camping outside one of the big yeah. asdas because you've got to get your hands on the latest telly um yeah. i've here, because obviously shops are open, restaurants are open, everything is like you can do everything again pretty much within these parameters, which is obviously good, but I still can't really do the thing I want to do, which is go and see my family and friends. So it feels yeah. like like I'm still in lockdown, even though I can go to a bar and get glassed by a, a stranger. So it, it, it doesn't feel normal. So although these are huge steps in that direction, back to what we would consider normal, it doesn't uh, No, sorry, George, normal. it's the new normal, please. The new, oh, yeah, hashtag the new normal. Yeah. So the, the there is still less people on the streets and there is a lot more mask wearing which is brilliant to see i guess that's yeah. something we're going to have to get used to um well you sent me a very fetching picture of of your latest bit of retail therapy yeah, well, your latest sister yeah bless her ordered me three uh reusable masks so you can just the washable ones washing machine yeah yeah and I said to her, oh, were you able to choose patterns? And she said, oh, I just picked blue ones. But little did she know. I don't know if she just picked, like, blue bundle. They're quite blue floral, which yeah. I quite like. I put it on and I thought, well, this really is a little burst of character. It's they definitely... can't see me smiling, but they, they're going to know. Yes. This, this guy is someone that smiles. I, um, it definitely yeah. it's got more personality than mine. The ones I have are the, you know, very medical-looking well, medical looking because I suppose they are medical masks, but mine, they don't tell you about what vibrant personality I have. You know what I mean? Whereas yours, immediately, you can tell that's someone with a glint in his eye and a spring in his step. <laughs> yeah. One thing, though, I've been taking my little push scooter out. So I've got this little scooter. It's got no engine or anything. It's just like, just a <laughs> Wait, micro scooter. Wait, what? Is this true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bought it last year. I was working in this studio and I got a bee in my bonnet. I saw someone on one and I was like, I reckon that will pop. Because I was walking to this studio and it was like an hour long uh walk right yeah and um i thought go on try it out you know and so i did my market research and i got one for commuting <laughs> so it so it's not is it it's not an electric one or or like one of these little... no no it's just a micro scooter it is the brand micro scooter <laughs> and i like realized it halved my journey time to this um <laughs> no fucking way uh, yeah 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 so you're zooming through london on a micro scooter yeah, yeah I, last year last summer i went i so i scooted from where i live to um the national portrait gallery and <laughs> even put it in there um, <laughs> I went in the cloak 
yeah, I put it in the cloakroom. And I was like very embarrassed about the whole thing. But I was like, well, George, you need to learn how to be comfortable with the fact that you enjoy riding this thing and that, you know, you're going to have to just get on with that. Anyway, uh, I took that out and I went to the park yesterday and I was just reading my book and there was a very large group of people that nah. was not socially distancing. Yes. There was one pub I went past. This is, by the way, this is not, I'm not snitching. This is just an observation. Um, no, you're was one being pub, a snitch. You're being a knock. No, no, there was one pub I scooted past, as you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Little detective George of, of, of yeah. the neighbourhood watch With going around on his scooter <laughs> and bringing old Bill. Yeah. So there was this one power, and mate, it was like I don't know. I don't know why I'm going down this route because I don't know what I'm going to do about it. But there is, there seems to be two groups of people, and there are the people that are very relaxed already and feel confident in their, you know, decisions to go and see people in big numbers and everything mm. uh, out in public. And then there are people that are still very cautious. And I imagine that the, the reality is that we're going to have to find somewhere in the middle for a while because yeah. it's. It's, um, I mean, unfortunately, the boundaries we've been given, they mean that we are going to be coming into close proximity of others. You know, if, if certain people, you know, are now heading back to offices and some offices are uh, like demanding that their staff yeah. come back at certain dates and what, and I don't know. It's, um, it, it's very hard to point fingers because you, I feel as if everyone's trying to figure it out. Well, um, I mean, yeah. obviously here the the rules are were have been more strict all the way through, but now that the restrictions are lifting, there is this kind of like a lot of the rules don't really make logical sense to me. Like you have to wear your mask to get into a restaurant, but once you're sitting at your table, you can take your mask off. Mm. Um, and I mean, I understand because good luck having a three-course meal with your mask still on but <laughs> but like yesterday with with my old mate at the um at the place where i nearly got glassed uh before this had happened um i got up from my table to go inside to go to the loo and i stepped in and then realized i had to put my mask on so i stepped out and, and put it back on and then I walked through and real and it was quite a small bar and so you're very close to everyone who's sitting down and they're all there without their masks talking to the guy behind the counter like yes. very close. Yeah. I just it seems like a little bit of it's more like for for people's peace of mind than any I mean, I don't know. I I like the mask thing. I think it does it makes people feel more comfortable. And there is, I think there is evidence that it helps, but it just seems sometimes the rules are a bit silly. Do you not, can you not envisage now, though, that regardless, even, say, in six months' time, say the news is, you know, there's a vaccine, for, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. I just think that more and more people will start to wear the masks regardless. And I think in places like airports and train yeah. stations, we will just, it will be far more common. For people to wear masks. Yeah, I think that's why people have worn masks for years and years, especially when traveling, because there was a big uh, SARS epidemic, and that obviously just changed the way... When you see what a viral illness can do to so many people, 
it, it will change your yes. perspective. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I feel. I feel and that's why I've got to get myself a, a nice, a very nice mask because, mm. you know, this is going to be an accessory that I'll be reaching for in, in months to come. Well, how would you feel about me designing you a mask? Okay, I like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I've got a few rules. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, I'm sorry to the listener, but with George, I do have to say this. No genitalia. Um, no, no, you don't have to say that at all. That was so unnecessary. <laughs> George, I know where your mind goes straight away. You want to put, you know, yeah. big, big dick on my face. Very funny. <laughs> no, I do think it's funny. It's not really about that. I think it's actually funny as fuck. But I'm not comfortable with that. So I just want to make that up front. Also, and again, sorry to listener, but... George, just no obscene swear words, please. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I am Mr. Family Friendly Show. I get this. I want to give you one that, although you know, you said just your eyes suggest that you're quite an angry person or an unimpressed person. <laughs> yeah. I think you need one, or like a well, like a huge like a dog grin. that has a like a sign that says "Don't worry, I don't bite" or "I'm just playful." <laughs> You okay. could have one that says, like, fun and cool guy. I like um, that, yeah. Or under here, I'm smiling. Yeah, that'd um, be nice. Or, or something, just to break the up. But I'll get it in Spanish so that you can okay. really... Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, uh, yeah. well, I'd appreciate if you maybe you could get me one that's in Catalan and one that's in Spanish. Um, okay, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I can kind of swap, swap them in and out. What about one that says, um, against all the odds, I'm smiling? <laughs> Um, not sure about that one because, I mean, I understand that it's like, you know, against all the odds could mean, you know, we're in a strange situation, but I'm still smiling. But it also sounds a bit like, it's like, against all the odds, being me, my life situation, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, still yeah, yeah. smiling despite it yeah. all. And I don't love that. Okay. okay well, I we can it. think well, about I'll, this. I'll go back to the drawing board and invent one for you. And invent. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, sake, um, man. But uh, I've been good, and I think actually the the lifting, the gentle lifting of these kind of rules that we've been living under mm. has put me. I, I'm less on edge than I would have anticipated actually going outside. And I don't oh, right, know yeah. if it's uh, I don't know if it's a uh, it's just a relief to be able to go outside, and it's like a. Am I prepared to get on the train? Unnecessarily, no, and I won't be doing that. And and mm-hmm. for a while, and I'm fortunate at the minute to not need to be doing that. But so I guess there is that kind of residual. Uh, what can and can't I do? But day to day, I'm. I don't know. It feels more. You're coping with it better than you you thought, maybe. Yeah, absolutely, I am for sure. And actually, being out and about in the city is less daunting than I would have anticipated hmm. for me at the moment. But I think what the the lockdown has taught me is that that came and went in so many waves, personally. Yeah. Um, from week to week, and so I think it will just be an I, you know, just keeping an eye on it and 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 not being surprised if at points I find certain situations. I don't know if the word overwhelming, is overwhelming yeah or, yeah yeah and also and having the courage of my convictions in conversations about work when those conversations start going you know when can this happen when can that happen is just if I'm still not ready to do anything then standing by that which I should yeah. 
I want people to know the people that I work with are amazing and very understanding. But it's in my nature to go like, oh, okay, well, they seem okay about it, so da 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 mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like with something like this, what I've learned is that no one really knows. Yeah. Um, you got to prioritise yeah. your own feelings about it as well because yeah say you do push through end up in studio feeling like you if you feel like you're unsure about whether you'd be there well i imagine you're not gonna um whack out your best work mm. and as we know george we need some hits we need them quick <laughs> yeah I don't, but Dr. i think Hook. it's also that that concept of like Yes, even if it's only me and two other people in the studio. And sorry, all of us... George, I'm really sorry I have to interrupt you because I just said Dr. Hook and I mean Captain Hook. And I, it's <laughs> just, I, I'm really sorry. I wanted to let you carry on, but I couldn't because it, I just felt it <laughs> boiling That's over. Okay. I, I didn't miss, I didn't notice that. Okay. Um, even if it is just me and two other people in the studio and they are people that I know and trust and we all go back and we are being safe at home and everything. It, as soon as you come into contact with one person on a train or in a cafe or, and it, you don't, it makes a farce of the whole thing because it's like, well, now how do you know, you know, where that person has been, how far they've traveled or where they're heading or if I have something and they're going back to it, I don't know. It's That's the bit that my brain starts to kind of go, whoa, when does this yeah. seem so, um, what's the word? It's, I've, I've, well, I felt like, hopefully this is helpful to hear, but I felt like a few weeks ago, or even a, maybe more a month ago, I, it all felt like almost in, insurma, un, insurmountable, un, un, insurmountable, because you see the numbers multiplying every day and all this stuff, you, and even when they're going down, it's still, you think, how does it end? But... In a relatively short space of time, and I'm not trying to... Obviously, it's still a complete you know, tra tragedy and disaster, and so many people have lost their lives. But in Spain, the numbers of... The number of infections, and the, particularly the number of deaths per day, have gone down so much. And it just shows... I mean, the stuff we've been doing does work. The lockdown and all that stuff. And yes. oh, just, I just hope that when I mean, the difficulty is is because it's very confusing what's happening in the uk at the moment at least from where i stand so you don't really know what, what the government is going to advocate from from day to day but what i'm saying george is you got to get through this and you will get through this <laughs> no, but hang on it, that whole it's obvious that everything that everybody has done and sacrificed and, and, and by isolating has made a difference. Yeah. I think when I hear that, and this is just one kind of track my mind can go down, I start to assume, well, if the numbers start to go up again, there will be another isolation called on us. And, yeah. and we, we will know what to do and we will be better equipped to do it. I think there was the initial concept of your country or your town going into isolation when it first hit. And we've said this before, but if someone had said that to us last year, oh, by the way, in 12 months, you know, <laughs> you and your community are going to be up in lockdown, you'd be like, Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. And then when it happened, it was, in hindsight, when I look back on it, it was a scary time. It was a high alert, you know, uh, breaking news, intense time. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not suggesting that it isn't still for people, but I think 
it's incredible how much we are able to adapt to situations. Yes. Um, and and if it is called on us again, I I well, you'd hope that there wouldn't be the same reluctance stockpiling food and the yeah yeah. It's the you you know well this is what happens. This is the when we do it. This is how many lives are saved. And you know it's uh, I don't know Ollie. It says it's a it's the whole thing is crazy. Crazy old days, but I mm. know that. Well, I'm now at the stage where it's possible to go and get my hair cut, for example, but mm. I'm ramping myself up for it. Well, I, I mean, I actually found going to get my hair cut quite a panic-inducing thing pre-corona um, mm. because it's that classic, like, I feel I feel trapped because I know I'm going to be sitting in that chair for however long it takes to, to make me beautiful again, which <laughs> it does take some, some time. So I'm currently trying to hype myself up to, to go and get a haircut and also you have to to continue to wear the mask while your hair's being cut and i'm an itcher anyway when i'm soon as i sit down at the barbers and they put the the cape the cape on and my arms are covered i'm immediately like oh i need to scratch all over my face right now but but then i try and leave it for as long as possible and then usually the hairdresser is trying to do something and i disrupt it by like quickly trying to get my arm out from under the cape and scratch my face and if i have my mask on as well oh god it's i mean i think it's the biggest issue of the day well i don't know man i would say that i quite like you with the isolation buzz cut nah why don't you just keep rocking nah i can't i can't i can't keep doing that i mean you know well, you saw I have me a relationship last night, but it's to got a majestic, my main. Yeah, your main has very... got some volume to it, some power. Mm. Um, and I washed it today as well, which is always regrettable, but it got to that point where I've got to be done. I to hair chat again. Hey, what? This is the why second not, week man? in a row. Because I don't really have anything to say other than the fact I haven't had a haircut for a while. But that, my friend, well, is not news. Okay, well, perhaps I can bring up something. Arguably a little more important than our hair, mm-hmm. which, so I came across this on Instagram. Obviously, I'm sure people will be aware that there's lots of protests going on around the world uh, in response to horrible racist police violence in the US. And someone linked this organization, which I thought it might be worth us pointing people to which is blackmindsmatteruk.com and they are offering free therapy to let me just read we've created a fund that will go towards covering the cost of any services for uh, black individuals and families in the UK so obviously we both think that therapy is an important thing or looking after your mental health is an important thing anytime But particularly right now when everything on the news and it's quite a hostile world, I just think this is a very good initiative. And if people are interested, they can go to that website. And also you can donate on that website if you just want to keep the the fund going. That's amazing. And I saw, I mean, me and you spoke about this at length last night. And I've been speaking to people at length about it for the last few weeks. And I feel as if I need to kind of, there's bit for different periods of my life, and it will happen once or twice a year, I'd say, I make a conscious decision to come off social media. 
and it's always like a self-preservation thing. I, I get, and it's it's nothing to do with anybody else other than just my own relationship that I have with these things. And I still haven't found a way to not kind of just go completely teetotal for a period of time. And as a result, these I was following the news just through the radio, and I hear about the protests, and I find I found the whole thing very inspiring. I found it sad, deeply sad. At, at, Times, you know the news around it and then I find the reaction and the way that a lot of people have been approaching it very inspiring and I've been you talk to people about it don't you you, you end up saying have you seen this what do you think of that and, and even as a, a, a instant reaction is you see even on your Netflix the trending now more and more documentaries and films about this subject um, and that to me is brilliant and that's why conversation is important because it inspires others to go and read something or watch something that they might not necessarily have seen before. Mm -hmm. um, but what I've seen recently is a few people asking me why it is that I haven't on Instagram supported the protests or the movement. And I, I felt um, kind of embarrassed that I hadn't because it just feels like on the one hand, it's a tool for work. But then even when I think of it in that sense, I feel completely disconnected from the fact that I am somebody that people would look to. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's a personal thing, just that I need to come to terms with that. And I think I do. I think I need to better understand what that is. But I would just like to say that whether the conversation is about police brutality or black lives and the charities going on around now and the protests, I'm, as I said, inspired by it. And of course, you know, standing with these people mm -hmm. um, and I'm grateful for people's bravery throughout it which I've been hearing on the news yeah. and all the while saying that I, I, I feel what it does is it, it shines a light just on on my ignorance you know the whole the whole thing what it does is it's like well oh god I would like to think that I'm somebody that's you know understanding and but, but then you start to read x y or z or watch this and it's oh god I, I never knew that and why mm -hmm. is it that we don't know that and we won't know that unless people are talking about it yeah um so I, I think that that the site that you've just mentioned that we'll put in the description for people to follow too yeah um and and yeah, all the conversations going on around it. I just think it's a brilliant thing. And it's a, it's a bizarre thing for it to all come to a head now whilst the whole world is in this pandemic as well, I think, because it's, it makes everything more intense. It's, it's, a, it's an intense time, but it, I think it has to be. I, I think, think it just... A, I don't think it can be approached, yeah, you know. You can't, you you can't half-ass it. And no. I think it shows that this is, this is something that has been... For people like you and I, we have the privilege to just dip in and out of the news, you know, over mm. the over the years, I mean, and when other things have happened, similar acts of violence in the US and stuff, um, or even, I mean, I agree with you about there's lots of stuff on Netflix that has for me been very... You know, I've found learned a lot from. There's a documentary called Third. Is it, I think it's Thirteen or Thirteenth, mm -hmm. which is a difficult watch, but a, a, I would recommend. But I've definitely watched stuff like that over the years before, and basically, I feel very sad about it for the next hour, and then I stop thinking about it, and I don't do anything about it. And but I think th 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 that's what I'm trying to say by the the fact that those documentaries and pieces are being and are trending yes it i do think it, it's different now 
Um, yes. I, I think there's a lot of stuff. There's There seems to be a lot of momentum. And, you know, I think that it's it's on, on us all. Uh, you know, not you and me, not just you and me, but just to keep this, you know, don't let it fade from the public. No. Well, I would, I would hope to think that it can't now. You know, that it is like it's so explosive. Yeah. Uh, but I just, uh, I'm a, I'm a pessimist, George. I don't know if you've, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed that about me. <laughs> but I just, I, I, yeah, I hope I, I, I appreciate having had the messages that say. Why is it that you haven't been vocal about this? And and it's I just it's not from a place of actively being quiet. It's just I've, I'm completely disconnected um, from that that social. Well, you, I mean, my you, life at the moment. You don't even have, you don't even know your Twitter password. I I think that shows. No, how, I don't. No, I, um, I I use the only app I allow myself to have on my phone is Instagram, and that's <laughs> very healthy. One. Yeah, I man, I can't otherwise. I'm fucking like Mike TV. I'm just like fucking zing 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 retweet. Did you see this? Did you see that? And it's yeah. it's it can shit. And and part of the issue is I take in all of the information without yeah computing any of it. Yeah, me too. And so if for me it's so much healthier. Like last night, and it was kind of the third or fourth conversation I'd had of that nature. And it's a very I'm able to sit and talk through ideas with a friend. And yeah. it's like, uh, and and t- I, but I completely understand the frustration in somebody seeing the the platform I have mm-hmm. and not using, not being it. used. Yeah, and I think I think that it's on me to get more comfortable with the idea. Yeah, that maybe that there is some influence to come from those my platform. But um, well, what, but what you just said about, I mean, I'm the same. I I usually on on Instagram or Twitter. I take in a, a lot of stuff in a very passive way and like I have a mm-hmm. superficial knowledge of stuff and I've made a conscious effort over the last few weeks because on Instagram there's lots of people sharing resources one to help people who are demonstrating or people who um you know need legal funds but also the kind of historic and social context for all these things and Things that, as a white person, I take for granted or don't. In, I don't. I don't interrogate my own part in all of this, and so I've been trying to like, slow down and actually read the stuff that I retweet. Whereas sometimes in the past it would just be like, oh yeah, I vaguely agree with this retweet. Whereas now I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, now, yeah. But th- dude, I, I'm very yeah. I, I think that this site that you're talking about as well, because I checked it out last night. I think yeah. is the is a brilliant thing. And yes, I would you know love for anyone listening to get behind that if you're able to. Yeah, either either donate or you know some people might be able to take advantage of it. Um, yeah, we'll put it in the description. And, yeah. Um, okay. It's a good good thing that that exists. Well, so. You know, you, you were just mentioning that you'd got some some messages from people saying, you know, asking why you'd been quiet or why you hadn't posted about something. This was actually a message on Instagram, not an email. So sorry, messenger boy, this one came directly to me. So before we beckon him, this is just a quick yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Hi, Ollie. I have no idea if you'll see this, but I really hope you will because it's something to put a smile on your face in difficult times. I was going to email this into the podcast, but didn't want it to get lost with the rest. Let me just say, 
I read them all, so feel f- any listeners worried about that. Don't. Don't worry. So, as I'm sure you're aware, schools aren't open right now, and my daily walks to college listening to phone a friend have been rudely interrupted by online school. However, I was checking my tutorial class's weekly tasks this morning, and none other than the famous Ollie and George were headlining the document with a note from my teacher instructing us all that she had come across the podcast and thought that listening to it was more beneficial for us right now than doing actual work. No way! So congrats to you and George for not only helping listeners understand the importance of mental health awareness, but now schools are listening too. I hope this brightens yours and George's day a little, now being kind of part of my school's curriculum. Okay. I can't believe that. (laughs) Me neither. I mean, you know, uh, whoever that teacher is. uh, I know. Has has the person put the teacher's name? No. Um, But, but, you know, unless they're a fake fan, they'll be listening to this right now. And um, yeah. We Thank love you, you very much, and I I agree that you know listening to us is more beneficial than any kind of school, any education. I, I'm not going to agree with that, but I I like the sentiment. <laughs> uh, I mean, imagine us at the top of your homework assignment. Oh, but that means there's going to be some students who were forced to listen to us for homework, and we're probably like, <laughs> oh god, who the fuck are these? Yeah, yeah. We'll literally just be like, well, if I'm not interested, I don't like this. Um, Well, that's, to me, that blows my mind. The fact that podcasts didn't exist when we were at school. And now teachers will be like, yeah, bruh, check out this podcast. The youngest, coolest, (laughs) most modern thing. Well, thank you very much. Uh, That was from... Mrs. Hines. Uh, Mrs. Hines? Yeah, I'm just making up a teacher now. Okay, but but I, well, that was from the student was uh, Zoe. So thank you very much for sending that in. That did um, put a smile on my face, and I can thank hear in much. George's voice it put a smile on his too. Now, and a huge thank you to Mrs. Hines. Yeah, I mean, we don't know if it's a Mister or a Miss, or maybe we do. I can't remember, but it's definitely not Mrs. Hines. Or the likelihood, if it ends up that this teacher's name is Mrs. Hines. I'm going to well, be very impressed. things have happened. Oh, so true, man. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Well, yeah. Messenger Boy. Get your tight little A over here, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't like addressing him like that. Email for you, my lord. News from the East, sire. This email has just come in, my lord. So here is a email from Amy Adams, and I'm guessing it's not the famous actress, unless she's a fan, <laughs> and that's... It's funny what I said. So, hello, George and Ollie. I was listening to the last two episodes of the podcast and wondering where I recognized George's invention, 
the belt of plenty from. Then it hit me. I bought my niece and nephew a silly stocking filler game for Christmas last year called Jingle Bum. Mm. To play the game, you strap a cardboard box full of bells around your waist and shake your bum until all the bells have fallen out. First one bellless wins. Although not as high-tech as the Belt of Plenty, the concept seems very similar. Or perhaps they have stolen your intellectual property. I do hope they don't already have a patent, as I 100% support the Belt of Plenty as a business idea. (laughs) Hey, hey, listen, George, George, calm down, calm down, calm down. Have you got your pills? Oh, listen, listen, I'm going to send you the uh, image now on WhatsApp. Um, I don't think they'll stand up in court, though. They sound like two very different. If someone said, I'd be like, this is not just a novelty game. This is for for the welfare of the ducks. No, it's not. You're not supposed to feed them. It's basically a way of, you know, more rapidly harming ducks. Oh, well, anyway, I just, that's really burst my bubble. Uh, Well, listen, we don't know for sure if, uh, I've sent you the picture. It looks fairly, you know. It's not going to catch on. I'm not sure it's going to be huge. Um, Shake your bum box to the beat is the uh, uh, tagline they've gone for. And also, ah, now you might be safe here because the cardboard box element is on the bum of the, Mm. uh, you know, hence the name Jingle Bum, Shake Your Bum Box to the Beat. Yours was never, you never really described it as a bum box. No, mine's definitely on the front. Okay, so, you know, something to think about is not all is not lost, but... I know, but that's just really, genuinely, just taking the wind out of my sails right there. And what, what, it's not, it's half past 12 on a Tuesday afternoon. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't think it would hit you this hard. I mean, I, and also I thought that last line would, would uh, help bring you back to, to life, as it were. So what was the last line? Because I was... Yeah, you were screaming at that point. Um, <sighs> I do hope they don't already have a patent as I 100% support the belt of plenty as a business idea so again another quite outrageous claim of Mm. full support for what is a absolutely mad idea okay well i can feel the breeze picking up a little bit now okay that's good my sails are kind of flapping in the wind now so that's good okay excellent well just to quickly yeah a few quick notes from people about your uh inventions this is from risha uh, I want to tell you, George, your invention ideas are amazing. You've got yourself an investor. Don't let anyone discourage you. Brackets, I'm talking to you, Ollie. And brackets. So that's just a quick nice. one. Like um, that. Someone said, uh, this is the wind, from... The wind's really picking up now. This is from Marie, and it says, I do really appreciate your inventions, George. I think I would... I think I would buy the Natris... But I wouldn't spend more than twenty pounds on it. Now I don't know how that one makes you feel. I don't know what the price point. I would imagine that's quite low for for the Natris. Yeah, that's um, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to entertain that. Did you potentially read that one last week? Because um, I just seem to remember the twenty pounds snub, and it, that took the wind out of my sails. There, there is a chance I read that last week. Uh, maybe we can check that and cut it out if uh, yeah. if I did. Um, Yes, maybe I did. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think I actually did. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. I definitely did. Oh, God, I did. Okay, never mind. Um, 
but yes, stockpile dwindling. We please. stockpile dwindling, please. But we still haven't heard from um, uh, Rich, who who sort of pledged to to work on a prototype. I mean, you know, it's only been a week. I'm not expecting. Oh uh, yeah. Not expecting anything yet, but. If you're listening, Rich, I do hope you're working on it. Uh, there's a lot riding on this. Yeah. If you're listening, Deborah Meaden. Uh, and I know you are. Yeah. Duncan. Duncan, are you, are you out there? Um. Right, Ollie. Well, just quickly. Friend. No, 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 no. Sorry, George. You can't. You're not getting away that easy. Um. Right. I just wanted to finish with a very short email that simply says. Do the isolation buzz cut. Um, that's for you, George, I think, because last week you were asking, do you do you cut your hair, you know, do you let it grow long and majestic? Uh, Ellie has very, I mean, th- this is capital letters, very forcefully saying, do the isolation buzz cut. Now, either you are someone who loves their fans or you're someone who ignores... <laughs> don't, don't. Well, no, that's, I'm, so- I'm sorry, that's how the way it is. No, 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 no. I um have a I've, think I, about I, it. I, no, I already have, and I the <laughs> uh, straight to it. The shaving of the head is. I know what that's going to look like. I've done it before. Whereas the growing, it holds so many possibilities, and um, I'm going to go with this for a while. And I am still more or less. I'm still isolating. I'm not, you know, other yeah. than being able to see my friend down the road. It doesn't matter, and. Uh, so you're gonna I mean your hair is is looking the longest I can remember it in some time Um, yeah so it'll be interesting to see where that goes but my mum says she goes oh don't cut it you look so handsome when your hair's longer and for whatever reason (laughs) it's still even though I know it's my mum saying it and that's her job to say that you get a little grin oh no (laughs) yeah Yeah. Oh, I look handsome. My mum my, so. my says, I, I, th- I think I get the feeling from my mum and from, from several mums across the, the nation that you know the sort of standard haircut that all men have, including me, which is the sort of sh- basically shaved back and sides longer on top. Yeah. I think my mum's very sad every time I get my hair cut. She wants me to be a lusciously long-haired lad. Yeah. So she also says, oh, I like it when your hair's long. Yeah. Um, And then... When it's cut, it's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, one thing that your girlfriend said last night on our video call was that um, when Ollie shaved his head, I was relieved. <laughs> oh, yes. She said, yeah, it, well, it was even worse than that, I think. It was because as, for as long as I've known him, his hair has been, like, you know, too long, basically. <laughs> yeah. And she, yeah. she claims that what she was... Because obviously, the way that sounds to me is she has hated my hair for our entire three-year yeah, relationship. that's how I heard it yeah. too. <laughs> and, and so when I did a really shabby homebrew job of shaving my head, <laughs> she was like, oh good, this is better. But what yeah. she claims she meant, and I'm not, you know, not 100% sure this is true. She says she... I, she said that she meant she was relieved it didn't look that bad. But... I don't know about that. So, no. um, yeah, I mean, maybe if she has it her way, it will be isolation buzz cuts from now on. <sighs> right, Ollie, 
I'm... This, uh, you're aware of what I'm about to say. I am taking order of a mattress today. Yeah. Um, that I ordered at the beginning of isolation, and it's finally arriving today. And it is not a mattress. Yeah, well, it shows it how little faith you have in your own no, inventions. No, no, no. I just... Um, I've got a mattress in the spare room for when you come and stay over. Oh, good. That's thanks. Fine. Yeah. But um, so I do, I need to love you and leave you and okay. make sure I'm, I'm ready to take this. Take this delivery. Mattress. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, firstly, uh, just quickly, if anyone wants to uh, get in touch with the podcast, how do they go about that, George, my dear boy? The best way to get in touch uh, with us is to email us contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com. And remember, it's Ollie that reads the messages. So if you've got any messages for Ollie well, specifically, let, let uh, rip on him there. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. and also, I hope that you're all out there, you know, doing your best to figure out how best to, uh, you know, approach everything going on in the world. And I hope you're looking after yourselves. And I'm sending so much love to our brothers and sisters over there in Canada. Okay. Um, I think that's everything. Oh, give us a rating on iTunes. Tell your friends. Tell, tell a brother. Tell a sister in Canada or out across the world. Um, and George, I uh, just want to say that we like each other. And goodbye. Hey, Speak I like to you, you next very week. much. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>